Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Kobe, 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 Hey, what's up and welcome to the Hashtag Lakers podcast. I'm Yoel Legazzo and today I'm joined by Joseph Constantino. And, and Joseph, can you help me with this? Can you do the drum roll? I don't know how to do drum rolls, but I'm doing it. <laughs> Put you in the slot there. Does that work? Did that work? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Standing at five, six, or five, seven. Or five, two. Or something. Weighing at probably 165 pounds. 265. Two sixty-five. <laughs> Josh Legazzo. Yeah. Josh. Josh hey, what's Josh. up, guys? <laughs> so Josh is my 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 little brother, and uh, uh, McKay had other commitments today, and, and really couldn't make it. So we invited my brother oh, to to come join us. So welcome, Josh. Um, why don't uh, in the hey, next thanks. few seconds? Yeah. Well, why don't in the next two, few seconds just you know tell us a bit about yourself. Okay, well, I am a big Lakers fan. I did grow up in a big Lakers family with my brother. Uh, I currently am in Idaho, and I'm working as a training coordinator for Griffles right now. So, yeah, just a little bit about me. Sweet, sweet. We're, well, we're excited to, to have you on board, right? Yeah. Um, well, let's, let's go ahead and get started. Well, actually, before we get started, though, um, just a reminder to follow and rate us wherever you listen to your podcasts. And of course, tell maybe tell at least one more Lakers fan or friend about us and, uh, you know, have them follow us as well and listen to us. Uh, also, head over to our Instagram and follow at Lakers Daily Scoop. Uh, we'd really appreciate it, you know, I'm really trying to, to help uh, grow this pod. So thank you so much. Really appreciate your, your support. Um, in our first segment, we uh, will talk about... Uh, the t- trade li- deadline and everything that has happened uh, today. Um, trade deadline close at 3 p.m. today at Eastern Time. Um, and there were a lot of rumors that floated around. Lots have happened. Um, so we're going to try and break it down for you the best that we can. Um, but I guess the, the um, uh, you know, we, we, we have to break it down. So the first thing that really was the, the most, one of the most important uh, deals that went down was Marcus Morris, right? Um, we had uh, basically uh, a few couple days ago, we found out from Brad Turner, Lakers, Clippers were in uh, explore, exploratory trade conversations uh, for uh, Marcus uh, Morris. Uh, the New York Knicks were interested in Kyle Kuzma, and then they kind of wanted to actually, we found out. Today that they wanted to have Danny Green 
uh, in that trade pa package. Alex Caruso was also uh, tossed around. Um, we then, you know, found out that Leon Rose, who is uh, Kuzma's current sports agent, is going to be the president of the Knicks basketball, Knicks basketball operations. So, you know, we, we tried to connect the dots there and we thought maybe, hmm, maybe Kuzma is going to the Knicks. But later we actually, you know, really found out that, uh, that uh, the Knicks or the Lakers informed the Knicks that uh, Cal Kuzma was a no-go. They're not going to trade Cal Kuzma, especially if Danny Green's on board with that too. What ended up happening was the Clippers and Knicks and Wizards agreed to a three-team trade, and Marcus Morris ended up being with the Clippers. Um, so, you know, that, <laughs> that happened. So, I mean, with that first one, um, and we have a couple more, a few more here to, to discuss, um, Marcus Morris is now a Clipper. So yeah, I mean, right. LA, LA seems like the place to be right now. Cause I mean, obviously you have Kawhi and PG and the Clippers are ready. Oh, yeah. Lakers with their two duos with LeBron and AD as well. So I think both teams recognize that, um, they have to keep stacking and keep getting deeper as a team. And so I think Marcus Morris is a great Morris is a great addition for, for the Clippers. Yeah, I mean, are the Clippers better than the the Lakers now? With Kawhi, PG thirteen, and Morris there, what do you guys think? Ooh, that is that's tough. I mean, Marcus Morris, he just regular season right now, he's bringing in almost twenty points, and then his rebounds five five rebounds a game. You know, and lately, with back when he was at the Knicks, he was averaging what thirty five minutes, thirty six minutes scoring 26 points or higher, at least 20 points. Mm -hmm. This guy's a threat now coming into the Clippers and knocking down the Lakers' door, you know? Yeah, I think he's a good matchup against LeBron since they – I mean, LeBron oh, yeah. will be playing the, the point forward position that he's created for himself mostly. But being 6'9 and mostly playing the forward position, and, and like what Josh was saying, he's extremely efficient, right? Yeah. Most of the time, regular season, around 30 minutes, scoring 20 points a game around there. That's that's amazing to me. So this is a good grab by the Clippers to kind of compete with being in the LA area. So yeah, man. I mean, he shoots forty three percent from three this year. That might be a career high for him. But uh, you, but he, you know, he's down the post. He's actually a tough physical player. Mm -hmm. So you have Kawhi, who's a tough physical player. You have well, PG is not really a tough, but he can shoot the three. But then you got Morris there now. Um, but uh, I don't know, man. Uh, I, I did. Uh, um, I, Clippers can have them because Knicks were asking too much. You know, they wanted Kyle Kuzma, uh, um, and then on top of that was Danny Green. <laughs> I don't know, man. That, that sounds like a bad trade. A bad trade is worse than uh, than than no trade. You know what I mean? Uh, this could have been a bad bad trade. So I'm, I'm oh, glad yeah. the Lakers didn't budge. What do you, what do you guys think? Uh. I, I think it's it's so smart that we didn't let go of Caruso or Kyle Kuzma, and yeah. just the flow of Caruso with our with our team. I think in your guys' last segment, we talked. You guys talked about how uh, the plus and minus of the lineups. Five out of the six times Alex Caruso was in there, and LeBron James has spoken well about him. Bogle as well. Yeah, so I don't think yeah. we lost anything from that. It's just going to be a challenge. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, definitely a challenge. You know what's crazy though? I was I was a lot more sad when Caruso started becoming part of the conversation than I Kuzma. know, right? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. 
I was no, like, no, <laughs> not Car- Caruso. Caruso's someone right. like we're starting to see. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I love the idea that he's developing a personality and he seems like a humble guy then goes out on the court and one or two dunks every game. That's just a highlight right away. Oh. So yeah. The headband. Yeah. The, the headband. headband. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man. I love yeah, it. Man. Um, so another player that the Lakers were trying to pursue, and we've been trying to pursue this dude since the off season, Andre Iguodala. What uh, you know, basically what ended up happening was uh, Memphis and the Heat um, had a, a trade, and uh, so now Andre Iguodala is a Heat, uh, and he also signed a thirty million dollar extension. Um, what, what do you guys what do you guys think about that? Oh man. So in in connection to Butler and Hero, I, I think this was such a great move from the Heats. I know. I, I think this was a great grab from them. Um it, I, I'm honestly not too sad for me because we were talking about on Facebook earlier where I, I think Iggy is a great player. I just he would have to replace someone that's already great in the, in the forward position for us. Right. Um, hmm. And so part of me is like, well, he's going to be one of those players where like Kuzma, um, he had to learn how to be more efficient. Andre Iguodala, he would have to learn something similar to where he might not get the ball as often, but when he does get the ball and when he does get to play, we, he would need to step up and adapt to that role. I feel like Iguodala, if we were going to grab him, he needs a lot of minutes and he needs a lot of play time. And so I'm just not sure if he would fit in our rotation right now. And so part of me didn't mm-hmm. mind that he went to the heats. Um, but at the same time, he's like, that's, that's a really great pickup for the heats. Oh yeah. I, I definitely agree with you, Joe, that Miami did pick up a good guy, but I don't know. Iguodala really meshes well with a lot of teams that he's just brought on and told, hey, you're going to play a role. And he's like, all right. I mean, yeah, Jimmy Butler true. said that. What would Jimmy Butler say recently from the trade? He said, brings winnings. He knows how to, to do that both on sides of the ball. He's super smart. There's nothing he can't do. You know, I, I think he's going to be a good piece for them. And it kind of sucks that we missed out on him, but I'm glad. No, he went to a team that could maybe bring down the Bucks. I think. <laughs> well, I don't know I, about that. The Bucks are I don't pretty know. good. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, you're right. Key. You're right. You're but right. I mean, this this guy held LeBron James in the playoffs, so yeah. he's he's good defensively, and he could bring yeah. the heat if he needs yeah. to. Yeah, those are two powerful teams there. Um, um, the Bucks and and the Heat might be and end up uh, challenging one of them in the finals. Um, but all right, so there were some other names that were thrown around that the Lakers were trying to pursue. That was, of course, uh, a couple weeks ago, Robert Covington was part of that. Uh, uh, the, the rumors that Lakers wanted him. Um, so he ended up being traded to Houston. We actually play Houston tonight, and he's actually going to play tonight. Um, so it's going to be interesting uh, to, to see that uh, Houston traded um, uh, Capella. So they have yeah. no big at all. So it's going to be interesting. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. Um, there was Spencer uh, uh, Dinwiddie. as kind of interesting and a shock that, uh, Lakers were trying to pursue Spencer Dinwiddie from the Nets, Dennis Schroeder as well. 
Um, of course, uh, we've always been trying to pursue Derrick Rose, but uh, it's not at uh, earlier on. It just sounded like Derrick, uh, you know, he it was going to he was going to remain a piston, and then Bogdan Bogdanovich, of course, he sounded like he was just going to be. Uh, uh, remain in, in, in Sacktown there. But, you know, so while, you know, you saw the Lakers do some due diligence, ultimately they did not make any moves. Um, they didn't trade Cal Kuzma. They didn't trade Danny Green or Alex Cruz or, or anything. So did the Lakers today, in the last few days, make the right move by not making moves? Should they have made some trades? Hmm. This this is a tough one, um, just because one of my biggest criticisms, and I think most biggest criticisms against the Lakers is the the PG position, right? Um, yeah. And I mean, nothing against them, and nothing against like not wanting to get rid of Kuzma and Green. I, I completely get it, um, just because of team flow and um, cohesion. That that they played a pretty big role in that. Um, but like I said, I, I, I believe right now we're a great team. I'm just not sure if we're a championship team. And I think some of these other pieces that we're missing, um, we, we could have gone through, we could have grabbed some of these players that could have been those pieces um, that made us a championship team. So at this point, I'm going to say uh, we made a, a right move to not trade Kuzma. Um, but I don't know about green. Hmm. I think okay. I would have been okay with getting rid of green. Yeah. Interesting. I think I, I agree with Joe as well. Like, I'm not sure about Danny green, but I, I like the upside that Kyle Kuzma has. Yeah. This, this year kind of sucks for him, especially leading with that injury. But I mean, he, he is trying to pick it up and, and get back into his, you know, his breakout season form where he was doing amazing things last season for us, um, where a lot of us became fans of him. So, but as far as the Lakers uh, missing out on stuff, I'm not sure if we did really. A lot of these guys that were being traded around were kind of veteran. Um, but yeah, I, I think we're we're doing good. Yeah, man. I think in my opinion, I think they made the right move to not do anything because, I mean, there's no sense in trading Kuzma and the other players. It was going to be a bad trade, especially for the Marcus Morris trade. We're giving up uh, too much for that because I think they were asking for a pick too. So like, mm-hmm. what are you talking about, oh, yeah. Knicks? Um, <laughs> and, and, and we're not going to give Danny Green away just that easily. I mean, Danny Green has championship DNA. He won with Spurs and he won with uh, Kawhi last year. Um, and he knows how to play in the playoffs. Um, so I don't know, man, if you had traded that, you'll end up, you know, you're trying to fix one hole, which is um, the, uh, you know, our wing defense and, and Marcus Morris could have helped in that and um, in our three point shot at the wing, but you'll end up making other holes in the yes. team that, uh, you know, unexpected uh, uh, consequences, unintended consequences. Um, but, you know, I think the buyout market was always the best option, um, especially because Collison's there, you know, and we'll, we're going to talk about that in the next segment. So, um, but if they were going to be, you know, if the Lakers were going to make the 
uh, an upgrade to the team. I think that uh, it was going to be best. The best way to do that was through the, the buyout market. Um, but uh, okay, we're gonna go ahead and take a quick break. So uh, we'll see you in a second. <laughs> Shout out to SeatGeek for sponsoring our podcast. I recently became a brand ambassador for them. SeatGeek is a ticket app that takes the confusion out of buying tickets. They put a 0 to 10 score on each ticket to know if you are getting a good or bad deal. Plus, our listeners get $20 off their first ticket purchase if you use our unique code LakersDS. So hop on to SeatGeek.com and use promo code LakersDS. Again, that's L-A-K-E-R-S-D-S to get $20 off your first purchase. Welcome back to the Hashtag Lakers podcast. Thanks for standing by. Uh, so now that we've talked uh, about the trade deadline and what happened uh, today, we turn to this uh, to the buyout market and the free agent market. And really the only option for now for the Lakers, if they're really looking to improve the, the roster or make any changes to the roster. Um, so, of course, the big name out there is Darren Collison. Um, Woj uh, speculated earlier this week, it might have been yesterday, in his pod, the, in his own podcast, that Collison would likely not sign with either the Lakers or the Clippers until after the All-Stars or at least during the All-Star break. And then, you know, after the tra- trade deadline today at 3 p.m., Kevin O'Connor came out and tweeted that uh, um, it was long league sources have long believed that Darren Collison's preference is the Lakers over the Clippers. Um, so, but, you know, then we, we found out on the jump, live on the jump, Matt Barnes, uh, I guess, was texting Darren Collison. And Darren Collison texted him and says, you know, he's 50-50 on whether he's even going to return to the NBA. Um, the, and so, uh, you know, let's, let's talk about that first before we move on to uh, J.R. Smith. But, uh, you know, what, what are your thoughts on, on Derek Collison? Uh, do, you, do you think that we're going to land this guy? <laughs> uh, uh, you, you can go, Josh. <laughs> oh, man, I, I don't know. I mean, Good answer. He's, he's, <laughs> he's, he's standing to his faith, the Jehovah's Witness, and it's – yeah. I respect that. I respect that he retired and said, Hey, I'm going to focus on my family and my religion. And then he would announce his decision after the all-star break and, have, you know, having the interest. I, I don't know. Um, it, it's awesome that he, it sounds like he favors the Lakers, even though he did play with the Clippers and Doc Rivers back in 13 and 14. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. This is a risky gamble for the Lakers to be, waiting on him yeah um, yeah and, and those those yeah. are my thoughts exactly i think it's a huge gamble because one thing obviously his devotion is is commendable um but the lakers need oh, someone yeah. that, that can that can focus right now right it's it's like it's that time where if we're gonna grab somebody it needs to be someone that can help us be championship be a championship team um because right now like i said i think we're a playoff team yeah we, we can make it to the playoffs um but if someone's gonna be an addition and we're going to invest time and money and efforts into being into making him part of our rotations, then he needs to be committed to that as well. And so when he's saying he's 50, 50 
and he's not quite sure quite uh, yet if he wants to go, come back and from retirement. I think there's just a lot of baggage left over there that might distract him from focusing on playing with the Lakers. Right, right. And I don't I don't really I don't know if I really believe <laughs> you know Matt Matt Barnes uh uh t- you know, text. text that he got because you know Matt Barnes could have just been texting him, and then and then Darren calls him and be like, I don't know. And so he's like, Well, he's fifty fifty. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. He, like he's really gonna say fifty fifty on that? I don't know. Well, I don't know. But uh, I think that uh, it is a big gamble. But if we can land Collison, that's gonna be great because it, oh, it takes oh, yeah. care of our our point guard playmaking issue, right? Most um, definitely. I mean, so, he, so good. Yeah. Oh, sorry. He he's apparently, according to reports, like uh, Sean Devaney of Heavy dot com. He he's reported that Darren Collison keeps up with his NBA fitness. Um, of course, there's some rust since he hasn't played uh, all season. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there might be some rust, but um, I think I think he's really going to be able to help out the Lakers here. Um, mm-hmm. I think that uh, he he's the type of guard point guard that we're going to need back up in the bench. Um, but you know, un- unless I'm oblivious to them, except for you know completely illegal things, of course, there are really no restrictions uh, uh, right now on how we can persuade Collison to come. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I, I, Lakers, go out there, go get them, go go do whatever you need to to. Um, to get Collison, we're gonna. I'm really hoping that he comes to the Lakers and not the Clippers because that would be a disaster. Yep. Agreed. Um, all right. So J.R. Smith. So <laughs> we found out actually like a, a a week ago, but confirmed today by Mark Stein uh, that the Lakers are expecting to work out J.R. Smith uh, this week, as early as, as oh, sorry, as early as next week. What are your guys' thoughts Ooh. about the workout and po- potentially signing J.R. Smith? I all I can think of is uh, when LeBron and J.R. Smith played, and the LeBron or the face that LeBron made. He's like, "What are you thinking?" That that play. Yeah, I yeah, think everyone knows yeah. what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, um, yeah. It's that's, uh, it's that's a scar. Yeah, that's a very big scar. So yeah, uh, and, and that's what Lakers fans will see. When they see that, it's like, oh, no. Uh, uh, unfortunately, right? So that that's the same feeling I have. I'm like, okay, we'll, we'll let him work out with us. But I don't, I don't know, man. This one's another one of those gambles where I think the Lakers are just really trying to dig as deep as they can to see if they have options for a guard or a shooting guard of any sort in the one-to-two position. Um, but th- this one's digging right. a little too deep. And we're, yeah. 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 I mean, is he, is he a fit for the playmaker shooter role that the Lakers need? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Not necessarily. I don't know. know. Last year, he he only played, what, 11 games after or before November. And then after that, he was like, hey, trade me. And even then, during those 11 games, he was struggling. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't know, man. It's tough. Go ahead. I was going to say some of the issues that kind of – and behind the scenes with what Josh is pointing out is that like, is he going to fit in the team? Cause if from the previous team, he's saying, Hey, I wanted to be traded. Mm-hmm. Is he working out? Is he staying in shape? Is he committed to the league? Like there, there's just a lot. Once again, I mentioned, I mentioned it earlier. There's just a lot of baggage um, coming along with this. So I'm, I'm not sure if we're willing to risk it to just have 
an option for us. I mean, yes, it's great. He's played with LeBron. He has postseason uh, experience. experience. He's played with, oh uh, yeah, experience. Sorry, and I don't know. I don't think he he'd be a great fit, honestly. But good luck to him. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, good luck. I think I welcome the workout. You're right. I'm a little skeptical. Um, um, he's a good three-point shooter, though. I mean, but we we have Danny Green already at that, that, that spot. So I don't know. He does, like you said, he does have playoff and finals and championship uh, a, a resume on, that, on those. And um, I don't know, man. Uh, but uh, you, you'd have to if if we land Collison right, we'd have to give up another and waive another player um, on the roster because we have to waive another uh, a player for Collison too. So mm-hmm. that's two players. Who are you gonna waive um, for that? I, I just I don't I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a it's but, like uh, I welcome it and we'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to keep this short, this segment, uh, keep it short. So we're going to go take a quick break first and then come back for our final segment. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to the Hashtag Lakers podcast. For our last segment, we're going to quickly discuss some games that happened this week and then talk about uh, some other interesting things that uh, uh, were brought up today. Uh, But first, about those games. Uh, We played the Kings and we won. It was the score ended up being 129 to 113. And the stats of the game are that uh, LeBron James had a triple double. 15 points, 10 rebounds, 11 assists. Anthony Davis scored 21 points and 6 assists. Uh, Avery Bradley had a terrific game. He had 19 points, 5 from 9 from 3-pointers. And there's, um, and, and then Kuzma uh, had, had 12 points off the bench. Uh, so what do you guys think about uh, th- that game? Um, la- last time we talked about this when we were reviewing what the games were going to be in the week, I, I, I thought this one should be an easy win. And I mean, I'm, I'm glad we won it. Um, and I'm glad Kuzma got some points right. in there and, and LeBron triple double. That's, that's awesome. Um, and so I expected this one and I, I was really worried because I mean, 16 points, oh wait, 16 points. Is that 16 points? Yeah. It's quite a bit. Um, but yeah, I, I appreciate that they won that one, but we'll talk about the Spurs here. One, the Spurs one here in a little bit. That's that one I got really pumped for. So I, I, okay, I like yeah. the performance. Yeah. With the king or versus the kings, uh, AB did really well and AD as well. Um, uh, KCP, Kyle Kuzma. I think it was a good way to let's put away our our feelings from last week and let's uh, from the loss on Sunday and let's let's just let's play let's play our game and carry on Kobe's legacy kind of thing. So, yep. right, right. Right. I think that uh, it was pretty cool because at the half, the Lakers had scored 81 points. Yep. And you know, that's a special number for Lakers fans, 81 points for Kobe. Kobe scored the, eight, the 81 points. So, I'm all, I mean, after the game, 80 said that, uh, you know, it felt like Kobe was with them. Um, 
and after he heard that stat so that's awesome um, but really Avery Bradley um he had to step back and stare during the game and he had five from nine from three so this is one of his threes that you know he did a step back and then he pulled up for his three and nails it it was awesome yeah um, but let's go back to let's go to the Spurs. Uh, sounds like you want to talk a little bit about this. Uh, LeBron James ended up with 36 points, seven rebounds, and nine assists. Um, he was six from nine from three pointers. Uh, uh, Anthony Davis had 18 points, found five rebounds. McGee had 14 points, five rebounds. Kuzma had 18 points, 12 rebounds. Uh, and four assists, and he scored, you know, 50% of his uh, three-pointers. But uh, it was an all-around game for everyone. What do you guys think about that game? Yeah, so my favorite part about this whole game is the fourth quarter. We just demolished the Spurs in the, in the fourth quarter. I think throughout the the first three quarters, it wasn't too far, um, like, as far as for uh, advantage. But the fourth quarter, we really picked it up. We scored 42 points to the Spurs' 28 points. Um, and that's that's massive to me. That tells you that if the Lakers want to close out games and 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 show the team and, and stop the team, right, that they can be good on both ends in the fourth quarter when everyone's tired and um, players are getting close to 30, 40 minutes game time, things like that, it, it shows you that they can close out games in in a very dominant way. LeBron scoring 36 points, 80, 18 points. Those are the type of stats I, I want to see getting closer to the end of the season just because we're showing teams like the Spurs who have pretty great players. They have Rosen, um, they have Aldridge, some of my f- most favorite players there, um, and Rudy Gay. It, it, it's, uh, they have a great lineup. Obviously, they haven't had the best of seasons quite yet. Um, I think they, sure. they, yeah, they're a bit under a five, a dot five, uh, win, win rate, win percentage. Um, but I think this, the, the Lakers really showed great composure here getting to the fourth quarter. He's like, Hey, let's pick it up. Let's really close out this game. This is what I was talking about, about closing out one twenty nine to one Oh two. That's, that's exactly how you do it. Oh yeah. I, I totally agree. I, I think it was a good comeback home win in honor of Kobe because of the famous Spurs versus Lakers during Kobe's era. But I'd want to make two points, one for players and one like uh, as a silver lining with the recent trade deadline. Uh, Kyle Kuzma, Dwight Howard, double doubles. Mm-hmm. That was awesome of them, especially Kyle Kuzma because because of his, uh, you know, the rumors of him being traded. And then, of course, Dwight Howard. Um, yeah, awesome. And then with the silver lining, this is kind of a wake-up call to the Spurs and also kind of a long – long-term vision for the Lakers. This, this wake-up call for the Spurs was, hey, we need to change up our lineup. And the Lakers could see that in the future and maybe take advantage of, of that. You got DeMar DeRozan uh, coming up on his contract and LaMarcus Aldridge. Why not for the Lakers in the future? Yeah, man. I, I, your point at Kuz, I mean, Kuz has been killing it. Um, since Kobe's passing, he's... He's been out there with uh, with some confidence that we haven't seen in in, in um, as of yet this season. He's just grabbing tons of rebounds and like going out there and shooting and and really trying to sh- to to show that uh, that uh, you know that mama mentality that we all thought that he 
that he possessed that he he tries to to tell us that he has you know um i'm i'm also really to go back to to lebron's 36 points that fourth quarter he had a, a three point shooting spree i think he yeah. scored like five three pointers in a row or four <laughs> three pointers in a row but uh i mean everyone oh yeah was, was so hyped after he made that uh that last one and uh everyone picked him up it was it was a great moment really cool to to have that uh, moment there I agree. And and one of the points that um, Josh made about Kuz and uh, you kind of commented on it as well, Yoa, was that since Kobe's passing, um, he's he's been pretty aggressive. He's had a lot more heart. One of the things that yeah. we pointed out earlier right. in in the in the podcast and in the past podcast was I mentioned that one of the things with these newer players, some of the criticisms that they were receiving, like for example, with um, uh pelicans with uh what what did the what did they were saying that they they felt like their players their younger players weren't as invested they were too worried about posting on instagram being on social media getting a quick fix things like that playing Fortnite, right and so when i made that point of some of these players get too distracted their emotion gets uh it controls them too much with kuzma when his emotion is in the right place i think that's where you're that's what you were talking about as far as for drive. This is what we're seeing right now, mm-hmm. right? Kuzma's emotions oh, yeah. in the right place. He's motivated. He wants to show the Lakers organization that he should be kept and he should be mm-hmm. uh, a prior, a, a focus, uh, a, a, a priority for the offense um, so mm-hmm. that we can be more of a threat, a, a finisher, I guess you can say of teams and, and, and someone that they can rely on on the offense side. Right, right. No, that's a great point. That's a great point. Totally um, really, really love those those uh, points, guys. Um, but I uh, did just want to quickly mention <laughs> that DeMar DeRozan arrived Staples Center two times for the Clippers and the Lakers game with a number eight throwback Kobe jersey. <laughs> See? Future of the Lakers right there. <laughs> gonna, what I'm talking about. Than, right, exactly. <laughs> speak it into existence <laughs> <laughs> now um but uh all right well um let's get back to let's get to the next topic really quick and it came really it really comes from uh, lebron's comments from on social media this uh past week lebron commented that he was going to try to carry uh, kobe's legacy um but kenny can lebron carry kobe's legacy and Skip um, had something to say on this, and he said that uh, you know essentially that uh, LeBron's not a closer like Kobe. Um, you know, he said I I have not seen either AD or LeBron just take games over down the stretch where I where I say that's imp- unstoppable. Uh, but they have seen Kyle Kuzma do it. But anyway. Uh, that's beside the point, and that's another side question: Is is you know, <laughs> Kyle Kuzma closing? Is that uh, something a secret weapon that we need to unlock? But uh, what do you guys thought about that? Can LeBron carry Kobe's legacy? You know, I I think he he can. He talked about how he got a pair of shoes from Kobe back then, and he he talked about how he came back in full circle and and beat. Kobe Bryant's all-time scoring list. At first, when LeBron came to to LA, I was 
I was looking at is Kobe going to pass the torch to him? Cause I, I love Kobe grew up watching him. LeBron. I don't know. Can he do it? And this season he's, he's showing that in a different manner. It's not about scoring for him. It's about getting the team involved, helping the players of the Lakers grow because he's getting older. He's not going to be here longer. So maybe his, in his mindset, he's thinking, I'm going to give it to you guys. You guys are going to carry on this legacy that Bryant built in L.A. So I, I think he's doing it that way. Um, I'm not really seeing the Mamba mentality, but I did see it in the Spurs where he just took it home with those five trades. So we'll yeah. see. Yeah, and, and performances like that and moments like that really show me that, you know what, LeBron has it in him to to carry the legacy. He has it sure. in him to to drop buckets and to um, be that. Uh, man, Kobe was just a killer. You know, he, he, was, he was so intense. He was just... Um, I've been watching some videos of people posting and, and Lakers posting it as well when, when Kobe would trash talk against his own team and uh, trash talk to other players he's playing against. And he, he just got in their heads and he, um, he was very aggressive and he lived up to the hype. There was a video that just uh, was, I saw this week that he was on the free throw line. I can't remember who he was talking to, but he was trying to make a bet. He's like, hey, I'll bet you uh, f- five uh, 500,000 right now, half a mil that I'll make this free throw. Right. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no one does that. No one thinks that way. No one shows that emotion and that, that character. Not that I'm trying to say that LeBron should be exactly like Kobe. Um, right. but I think he, uh, he definitely has the potential to be a closer and to be that threat. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, I think kind of to Josh's point, he might be doing it in a different way. And sure. I think that's right. important for LeBron's, uh, persona right we don't want him to be a kobe Mm -hmm. we want him to be a lebron right exactly and i think that's what mama mentality is right you you do the best that you can in uh, the role that you have and the strengths that you have and lebron's strengths is not uh you know it's not uh like a a shooting sniper like like kobe was and Mm -hmm. and uh you know how intense he was out there lebron passes the ball you know that's his sort of role that uh, he's a point forward he passes the ball and if he needs to score he'll score he'll get it um but this has kind of carried with lebron since he's entered the league is can he close at all and i'm not sure about ad but for lebron that is you know that's always been carried that's always carried around him um but you know for this Lakers team and for for LeBron, I mean, who cares? Who matter? What what? I mean, who closes doesn't really matter, right? I mean, as long as everybody's doing their job, um, making those three pointers, making uh, those cuts, whatever it may be, defending, um, and just giving your hundred ten percent of of everything you got uh, every night. I think that's you know, um, who who cares? And you know what? Uh, later that day, uh, LeBron James. Uh, actually, this this week, LeBron James was was named NBA Western Conference Player of the Month of January. Huge. He had twenty four uh, points uh, at fifty percent, eight rebounds, and ten assists. Um, and the Lakers ended up having ten to four record. He he had a career high assist against the Magic. Uh, he had nine double doubles in 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 January. And he became the third all-time leading scorer, of course, passing the late Kobe Bryant. But 
this is uh, his 39th career uh, monthly award. And actually, and this is interesting, he becomes the first Laker since Kobe to get the award since 2013. I mean, if you're, wow. you're, you're like, if I, those aren't signs of, you know, trying to go out there and try to cope, to try to carry Kobe's legacy, then I, I don't know what, what it is. Yeah. I, I think that's uh, definitely the Mamba mentality right there. And oh yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see the, the train, to, to keep on rolling, to keep on chugging along just because we, I think we got, we got some th great things going on this, this season. And we got a few games that I, I'm, I'm so ready, including tonight with the Rockets for, for us to start taking over and really showing the league um, even more of what we, we can show them. Right. Actually, let's go there right now. Let's uh, before, I mean, we're going to close it out pretty soon here, but before we do, why don't we go ahead and do some predictions for the next few games? Like Joseph said, um, we have, uh, the Rockets tonight, we play the Rockets tonight. Um, then uh, on Saturday, we play the Warriors. And then later, we play the Suns and then the Nuggets. So there's four games there. So what are your predictions on and what are your thoughts? How many of these are we going to win? Uh, four out of four? <laughs> uh, it better be four out of four, especially with the Rockets. Uh, dang it. Who Who's replacing who again? I, I completely just went blank here. So it's uh, Covington, and so Capella's Covington. gone. They don't have they don't have any big men anymore. <laughs> yeah, that should be easy pick and roll all night for us then. Oh yeah, and, yeah. and boards most definitely. Yeah. Last when Spurs against the Spurs, you have Kyle getting twelve, Dwight Howard getting ten. Yeah. Oh yeah, with the advantage of 58, 28, I think. And and, and here's Spurs. the thing: if if we beat the Rockets tonight, then we'll beat the rest of the teams with Golden State Suns and who was the other one? Uh, Warriors. The Nuggets. Or sorry, Golden State Suns and and Nuggets. Yeah. The Nuggets are the only ones I I could see them struggling against. So we'll yeah, see. Oh, they're they're oh they're they're third right now, right? In the West. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I yeah that's right. So. I mean, the Suns got a good lineup for sure, but. Nuggets. Yeah, but I, I'm not. I'm not worried about the Suns. <laughs> I'm not worried about them. I don't know if you guys are, but uh, you're right. I think that uh, Rockets were definitely going to win. Uh, Bleacher Report sent out earlier tonight this video, and it's the Space Jam video, and I think it's like Tweet Tweety Bird that, uh, and they put uh, um, PJ Tucker's face on Tweety Bird, and Anthony Davis is one of the monsters. Uh, um, so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just trying to, to poke fun at the the, the 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 Rockets and how how the small lineup that they're gonna they're gonna try to employ here. You but, know what's uh, gonna be sad is uh, if we lose to them. Oh my gosh! Don't even say that. <laughs> <laughs> knock on wood. Yeah, does me well, knocking on wood. I mean, I guess we'll we'll the listeners are gonna find out next tomorrow, and uh, it's gonna be hilarious. We're talking about this. But, uh, I, um, I did read a report that PJ Tucker's at center. Oh come on. <laughs> Well He's then, six 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 five. What is six he? five? I think. Six, yeah. yeah, that's not gonna. I don't know. Best of luck. Yeah, <laughs> best of luck with that. Next. But uh, all right. Well, uh, that does it for this week. Uh, really, thanks for listening again. Really, uh, tell at least one of your friends about this podcast. Follow us. Subscribe. Whatever to wherever you you listen to your podcast. Follow us on our Instagram page at Lakers Daily Scoop. Um, so yeah, that that'll do it. So root for the Lakers, and we'll see you here. 
her again next week uh, before the All-Star break. See ya. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.